Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 795. Great things are not done by impulse, but a series of small things brought together. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Matt Davies. Hey, Matt, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. I'm ready to go. Excited to meet you, your guest, and talk about what we're up to. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun today. Matt Davies is a digital marketing brand manager and social media manager and currently acts as the e-marketing specialist at 3M Automotive Aftermarket Division, or AAD for short, there in Minneapolis, Minnesota. For the past seven years, Matt has focused on the automotive aftermarket in the digital marketing space, working with multiple brands for the U.S. market. His daily focus is online strategy, content generation, ad placement, and digital program management. Before moving to Minneapolis, Matt lived in Asia for over six years as a global sales manager, providing him with a worldly perspective on the market. A current event he's very passionate about, and what we're going to talk about a little bit today, is the 3M Car Guys for United Way, where Chip Foose and Barry McGuire, who's a past Cars Year guest, We'll be on hand along with multitude of very cool rides. This event is on June 23rd, coming up here real soon, and is hosted by the Auto Motorplex in Minneapolis. So, Matt, I have told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Yeah, sure, no problem. I mean, it's uh, it's sort of a, I don't have a very linear path in terms of how I got into the business. I think I think sort of like any car enthusiast, you sort of start off playing with Hot Wheels in your in your kitchen when you're a small kid, and then eventually your father or grandfather, in my case, taught me how to uh, take care of my vehicle by washing and waxing it. And probably my Welch and German genes sort of took over where I love. I just love for some reason, I, whether it's normal or not, I just love detailing vehicles. <laughs> my parents would always say, "Hey, like like don't worry about that. Like study the books. Go go be an accountant. Get a normal job. Like don't worry about this automotive thing. Like I know you love it, but you have to forget." about it. Um, but I never gave up, and I, I just really have a passion for it. And long story short, I um, started a small detailing business where, where I learned about a wide variety of products and used them hands-on. And then when I was in university, I was lucky enough to be introduced to a marketing professor who had connections in, in the industry, and that got me an internship with uh, McGuire's, the family company, and then uh, worked in Asia, like you mentioned, and, and then 3M acquired McGuire's and Bondo in 2008. And so I was really lucky and lucky to uh, be a part of that acquisition, and now I'm part of uh, 3M, and obviously now I'm back because of that. I'm I'm in Minnesota, so it's been a very interesting career so far. Absolutely, absolutely. You and I have a lot in common, my friend. I started a detailing business when I was in junior high, actually a little before that, and that carried me all the way through high school and paid for my college education. And then big circle back, I ended up working for 20 plus years as president of Grio's Garage, a car care company, of course, uh, that competed with 3M and McGuire's. And I've had plenty of McGuire's people on the on this show, including Barry McGuire, who I've known for, gosh, gosh, forever and very familiar with 3M and the car care brands and all the fine brands that you guys represent. So this is exciting for me as well. Two car guys, car care guys that are passionate about keeping the cars clean. I live in the Pacific Northwest where it rains. Very hard to keep my car clean. And you live in Minneapolis where it snows. So I don't know how you do it. (laughs) It's just crazy. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah. So Matt, take the wheel. 
Well, I think it's sort of like uh, anything. I mean, it's, it's really hard to do things when you're by yourself. So a quote I have is from Vincent Van Gogh. I know it's uh, not, definitely not an automotive person, but it's really interesting where his quote is, uh, great things are not done by impulse, but a series of small things brought together. Sort of speaks to uh, my career and what I'm doing even now with digital. Uh, it really takes a small army and, and definitely a tight-knit team of people to uh, build a brand, uh, grow sales. And even for the event we're doing, um, we, we have a small army of volunteers for United Way. And uh, like anything, the real magic happens when you have a wide variety of skill sets of people brought together. So I sort of keep that quote in the back of my head just to as I work on different projects or that I'm working on. You know, this is very interesting to me. I love Vincent Van Gogh. My father was an architect and an artist, and he always exposed me to art by taking me to museums. And when I was a little boy, I went to see an exhibit in Los Angeles by Vincent Van Gogh. Later saw those same paintings in Paris. I love that concept of bringing the aspects of many small parts together to create a whole. Perfect for Vincent Van Gogh, the kind of art that he did, all these little brush strokes that when you look up close, there's all this detail. But when you stand back, you see the picture. So how have you incorporated that concept or that quote into what you do there for 3M? Oh my goodness. I mean, where do I start? So a lot of people who are maybe have different professions, they log on the web and they maybe are curious for just car wax, or maybe they're just curious about cars in general. And they, you go to the usual places like Google, or maybe you go on Facebook and you're, you're hunting around finding things. But eventually, certain brands sort of come to the top of your mind as time goes on. And uh, behind the scenes, in my, in my day job, I mean, we have a social media team. We have people who create videos, create photos, uh, analytics, brand studies, so we better understand people that we're working with. It really takes like a, a minimum of five to ten people to do a really good job for the things I do day in, day out. So you de- anything I work on, you can't really do it as one person. It really does take a broad, a broad range of skill sets and a broad range of people to really bring, uh, bring an idea to life. Very cool. Well, Matt, what I would love to do now is take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way in your career. Something that really kind of made you stumble, made you feel a little bit frustrated perhaps. Walk us through that challenge. Take us on that journey. But more importantly, what did it teach you so you can move forward? Well, I think uh, the first thing that comes to mind would be sort of what I mentioned earlier where I, when I first got started in the business. And uh, even even a little bit before that, where when I was in high school, I was looking for normal jobs, and uh, everyone kept telling me you need you need to have experience. Like we're not going to hire anyone who doesn't have experience. And being young, just like anyone fresh out of school, I mean, you don't have experience. So how do you get experience in the first place? Mm-hmm. I'm just a very determined individual. And so when no one hired me, what what ended up is uh, that's where I first got the idea for like, well, if no one's going to hire me, maybe I should I should try to do a small detailing business, see if I can make that successful or not. Mm-hmm. So I started off just with my family and friends, and then because of word of mouth, they would let other neighbors know about it, and little by little, it started growing and growing and growing. Um, I come from a mom and father who, they view vehicles simply as a mode of transportation that takes you from point A to point B, but uh, they helped sort of ingrain in me uh, the financial accounting perspective in terms of keeping track of numbers. Mm-hmm. And so between my passion of loving loving vehicles and keeping care of them and then also making sure that I'm making money while I'm doing it, that sort of set the grounds for my per- personality, I guess, being very determined and trying to make su- anything successful, even from a small idea. And uh, even now, work, working at a big company, it is a big company, but it still takes a lot of a small a small group of people who all have individual ideas to really get small ideas up the ground and eventually they turn into big businesses. You know, it's a great story and I've always told a lot of people, you know, young people in particular, if you love cars and you love car detailing, it's a wonderful way to get entrenched into 
being entrepreneurial and running your own business. Because like you found out, I discovered when I had my car detailing business, you have to interact with people. So you have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn how to buy your products and charge enough so you can pay for those products and have some profit afterwards. You have to manage your time. I mean, there's all these components with owning a car detailing business that really help you. It's kind of even like having a paper route. You don't even realize you're in training for business when you're doing these things. So my son did it every summer in between his college years and even his high school years, he had a detailing business. So it really is a wonderful way to learn things and so forth. And one beauty about where you are and where I am is that both environments, I mean, you get rain and snow so that the cars are always dirty. So you always have customers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, when you were when you were running that car detailing business, what was your biggest challenge during that time? Oh, man. I mean, I, I, I just didn't have a budget. I had to I didn't have I didn't have a big budget. I didn't have a big marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a big team. Simply just getting off the ground and trying to figure out how, how do I how do I make something out of nothing. And that same mentality even even now, like like for example, uh, I'm a volunteer for United Way with this year's United Way event for Car Guys for United Way, and we're we're making it into a, a very exciting kind of thing. But we don't have a big budget to go on, and we're trying to put a have people come with their vehicles. We don't have the ability to spend millions of dollars across the country to. Um, get the word out. How can we think scrappy and, and make things happen even though we have a small budget? Well, you're doing one of those things right now by being a guest on uh, Cars Yeah, so you yeah, can, I guess so. You can yeah. share that story with my listeners and my audience and hopefully some of those live in the area where this event will take place here on the 23rd. They'll get over there and enjoy the event and have some fun. So there you go. Walking your talk. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. It's a time when uh, those headlights kind of illuminate your way for the right direction for you to head down. Tell us about your aha moment. I think uh, for me, it was, um, I, I guess when I was younger, I was like, oh, when, when I get older, I, I, I need to be doing this or I need, I need to have this. Or I like, I always sort of have, I was very black and white in terms of how I viewed things. But actually when I was in, when I was in university and I met the professor who, who had a connection to Asia, I never, I never thought of Asia. I never thought I'd be there or going there. And uh, when the opportunity came across, I was like, well, yeah, why not? I'll try that. I mean, I never, I, I don't know the language. I don't know anyone over there. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if the car wax business is a big business in the first place, but I'll give it a chance. So I, I, I just uh, took the plunge off the deep end. I'm an only child, so my father was, hey, why not give it a try? My mom probably hated me for a few years after <laughs> I did that. Yeah, once you leave, mom's moms aren't very happy, are they? Yeah, it made, it made it very tough at the airport seeing her crying and bawling her eyes out when I was leaving. Yeah. But, I mean, many years later, they're both very, very happy and proud that I did that. And I think I've definitely learned new skill sets and met met a lot of interesting people along the road um, while in Asia. Even though the Hong Kong road happens to be on the opposite side as U.S. roads when yeah. you're driving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, no pun intended. It was uh, like just uh, I think I think going into situations with a blank, like with no expectations and going in with a blank piece of paper, that's proven very successful. And, and then also, it's okay not to know the answers to everything. Sometimes testing and learning, if you test and learn, that sometimes has a better result than going in with a strong-headed saying, this is the way we have to do it. So I try to be more open-minded, and um, I'm sure my boss would probably uh, give me a hard time. Like, well, sometimes you do come in a little bit strong, but that's probably also my... Uh, my East Coast mentality, but I think going in with a blank piece of paper is always the best, no matter what the situation. I'd assume you've had uh, many proud moments in your career, but is there one that stands out you'd share with us? I think one of the one of the more proud ones would be um, like even now being being on this digital team. When I first received my role, 
it was interesting because a lot of basic questions about where are we, why are we here in the current situation, a lot of my why questions, people didn't really have a strong answer. So it's been fun to be a part of a team to really refresh what we're doing and uh, put really solid strategy around that and then re- really uh, making an impact upon the, the bottom line. So the nice thing is that digital is no longer a fun thing where you're just clicking like on Facebook or resharing goofy videos. Like, I mean, we're still having fun with it, but the nice thing is that we've actually turned it into a profitable location for us. And we're seriously looking at it for future marketing efforts. And just like any company, I mean, it's not, it's not really a discussion of being only on digital or only off of digital. It's more of how do we restructure what we're doing to maybe shift people and resources to digital. Because again, the, the, the next generation, they grew up with a cell phone in their hand. And uh, it's the kind of thing that it, it, it's very normal now to have a brand across physical properties as well as digital properties. Oh, absolutely. To your question, I'm just, I'm just really proud of... Uh, all the work we've done so far and really excited to see where we go in the future. Well, I'm really happy to hear you guys have gone down that lane. A lot of big old companies have had a hard time wrapping their mind around digital because they just think it's, like you mentioned, it's just fun place to go and play. It's not a real place to promote your brand, but they're realizing pretty quick, especially with younger people. It is incredibly viable, incredibly important, and that is where everybody is nowadays as far as this up-and-coming new generation of people that are coming into the marketplace, buying products, and spending their hard-earned money. So you should be proud, very much so. Let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time a little bit. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory with that vehicle. So I'm a I'm a 33 33-year-old younger guy, I guess maybe an older millennial, but uh actually my first really special car is going to be a 1964 Ford Ranchero. And and the reason I say that is actually because I'm the third generation to have it. So my my great-grandfather had a farm in Nebraska and my grandfather had that farm after him and uh, he he used to have a red farming truck in Nebraska so red is if if you're a Huskers fan red is like the prime color <laughs> yeah. but uh it sort of fell into disrepair. My uncle was also a car guy. He he bought it off of him, and uh, he fixed it up over his life. And he had a son, so everyone in the family just just assumed that the car would eventually go to his son. But his son was never into vehicles. So when he passed away, he actually ended up giving it to me, which I was all surprised and shocked by. But uh, it's, it's it's really unique and fun to me and special to me, just because it's the only physical item that still ties the family back to the old farm in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, it's an old three in the tree. It's still red. It has, it has a few dings and dents on it. But uh, for me, it's uh, I'll definitely keep it in the family forever. So it's really special to me. Yeah, the Ranchero was such a cool car. Those cars when they came out, kind of half car, half truck, if you will. And the 64 has that falcony front end, if you will. Yep. Kind of look and feel. So, uh, yeah, very, very cool. Nice, nice story. Well, how about seller's remorse? I know you're, you're a pretty young guy, so maybe you haven't let a car go yet that you really wish you could have back, but is there one? It would just be the first vehicle I bought. It's nothing really special, but, uh, my first vehicle, my first vehicle was a 98, uh, Pontiac Grand Prix. I treated it as, as if it was a high end Ferrari or Porsche. I cleaned it probably to obsession, <laughs> but, uh, just, just the fact that it was my first one I bought, I think it'd be nice to have. And unfortunately, I did sell it when I, before I moved to Asia. Maybe you can find another one of those in your future. Yeah. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about this event, Car Guys for United Way. Tell us what this event is about. It's coming up here on June 23rd. If it's been an event that's happened before, if it's something that's an annual event, tell us a little bit about what a visitor could expect if they attended this car show. 
Sure. So the name of the event is Car Guys for United Way. It's in Chanhassen, Minnesota, which is where the Automotive Plex is, which is a really unique venue. They have 165 custom garages that are all decorated individually. So one's like the Porsche garage, one's the VW garage, one is like they all have different themes to them. And it is the first year at this venue, but we've been holding this event with United Way for several years. Um, and the nice thing is that uh, 3M is working directly with United Way to uh, raise some serious money. I mean, la- last year they raised $9.1 million across the country, and over 65,000 people with 3M had volunteered for United Way. Wow. This is one event that's going to go into the bigger bucket that's going back to United Way for mm-hmm. uh, for charity. This year we're having a, a VIP evening on Friday night, which is going to be uh, limited to 50 tickets or less. People will be able to go there and meet Chip Foos and Barry directly. Um, have conversations, and there's also going to be a live auction full of 3M and Meguiar's and Bondo product that will be auctioned up, along with some cool, interesting experiences that anyone who hears this, hopefully you can come and find out what that is. And then uh, and then Saturday is going to be the public event. So we're actually going to have some tents and vent and partners that will be there. And then we're also going to have a, more of a public car show. And that's going to be in the morning. So a lot of folks will come by this event in the morning. And then afterwards, they may go to uh, other events that are happening in the Twin Cities afterwards. So this event, that the, or the venue, I should say, the Auto Motor Plex, my understanding is this is uh, kind of the ultimate man cave condominium type complex. I mean, Oh, it's super cool. Yeah, people can buy these units. They build them in their own garages. It's a place for them to kind of keep their toys, go hide, hang out with their, their buddies and so forth. So it's a very intimate type setting versus a giant pavilion or anything like that, right? Oh, definitely. It's really unique. So when I first went on there, it has a European feel to it. All the buildings have like really high roof lines and they have all these different lanes you can walk through. And then as you walk through them, all the garages are opened up and each one has its own look and feel. So you can walk into one garage that looks and feels like you're in some venue in Italy and it has all Italian vehicles and all the decorations are Italian. Then you walk outside, you walk into the next one and you walk into a 1970 USA muscle car venue where, where people just love maybe hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. But uh, each one is totally customizable as per the owner and whatever their passion is. But the one cool thing is that they all have a passion for vehicles. Yeah. The brands that makes the models, uh, whether it's two wheels or four wheels, it may be different. But the one thing is that uh, they're all they're definitely unique. They've been doing many events there for quite a while. And when, when we knew about that, we couldn't resist to work with them. So the nice thing is that uh, with 3M, United Way, and Automotorplex, it should be a really cool, unique experience. And then also the cherry on top, which is really the main thing, is having Chip Foose and Barry coming out from California to be at this event. Um, it should be a really fun event. And, uh, and the, the nice thing is that everything we do is going to charity. So, I mean, I've been to a lot of car shows, and they've always been really fun. But I've only been to a few car shows where you can actually go and then when you buy a ticket or you, and you end up buying maybe a shirt or a hat or even like a cool custom anything, mm-hmm. then I think that you know that all the money you, you're, you're, all the money you're giving, you're getting cool stuff. But more importantly, they're actually giving back to the United Way, which they do all kinds of things in Twin Cities and across the whole country. They give back to people who are uh, down their luck and need, uh, need help getting back on their feet. Great, great uh, organization that's definitely out there to help people. And I would encourage people to check this out. If you can't get back there for this event, go online. You can go to automotorplex.com. You can go to the Car Guys for United Way. You can learn more about what this event's all about. But uh, if you're anywhere in the area, this is the event to be very cool. Chance to meet Chip Foose and, of course, Barry McGuire. Known Barry for years. He's been a guest here on Cars Yeah, along with his daughter, Nicole, and many, many people from 3M and McGuire. So very, very cool. Well, if you were a car, Matt, what kind of car would Matt be and why? 
Well, I really struggle with this question. So the problem with me is that I have a lot of interests and hobbies, and I love a lot of vehicles. So mm-hmm. A lot of vehicles I probably never will be able to afford, and some vehicles I think that are affordable. I sort of view myself as approachable, fun, fast, reliable. Um, I like to explore new cities and go for road trips. And then also I, I like to take care of things. So if it's too big or too bulky, I like I can't thoroughly detail it to my personal OCD obsession. <laughs> but I sure feel like the new uh, the new 2017 Golf R from VW is a pretty cool ride. There you go. For all the different reasons. <laughs> Golf R, I like that. Yeah, those are awesome little cars. Well, Matt, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, Thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. All right, Matt, we are back and we're entering the last lap and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Probably always make sure that your battery is full and your tires are inflated and you always carry towels and basic roadside things just in, just in case you get caught in a winter storm somewhere. So don't leave home unless you do a, do the, the thorough check on your vehicle before you drive out. Oh, especially if you live in Minneapolis, because it can get yeah. really cold there. I've been there many, many times. Yeah, that can be a nasty place in the wintertime. So be prepared. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? Uh, I think uh, 
viewing things like an, an, an inch, it's a cinch, a yard, it's hard. Sometimes if I look at things too broadly, I get overwhelmed and uh, maybe depressed. But if I take things little by little, taking it bite-sized chunks is a lot easier to work with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just uh, just taking things day by day, bit by bit, makes things a lot easier to digest. And then before you know it, you look back and you're like, wow, like, I can't believe I did all that. Exactly. It goes back to that uh, mantra, that quote you gave us at the beginning from Vincent Van Gogh. Now, how about a resource? There are a lot of great resources these days, but is there a resource that you think our listeners would enjoy? If you're a car guy or a car girl and you, you love to uh, travel, a fun, quirky one that sometimes I'll refer to if I'm, if I'm doing a road trip is uh, roadsideamerica.com. I'm actually doing a road trip with my wife out to uh, Mount Rushmore over, over the July 4th weekend. We're going to use that just to find some quirky roadside attractions that we can pop into and take some photo ops or do a selfie for my Snapchat or Instagram feed. And just a fun, a fun one to make a sometimes Midwest. In the Midwest, there's not always huge cities that keep you entertained. So it's a fun way to go off the beaten path and find some uh, unique things to check out. I have to check that out. I've not heard of that before. So that sounds like a really good resource. And of course, I know another fantastic resource would be 3M, the website, and Meguiar's, of course, for their car care division for how to take better care of your car. I'll make sure I add those to your show notes page. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would that be? Probably uh, Frank Stevenson. He worked for Mini, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, Ferrari, McLaren. Um, I, I, you, you can probably see a trend where I naturally gravitate toward uh, European vehicles. And uh, I just think his designs have been really interesting. I'm a little bit sort of artsy-fartsy, so I, I really enjoy his designs. And sort of like Chip Foose, they, I think they both went to uh, the Art Center out in California. And so I, just, uh, I have a, a, a true appreciation for his design, for vehicle design. And I think it'd be cool to pick his brain about uh, design trends and what he sees in the future for automotive uh, industry in general. That name's not been mentioned here before, so I'm glad you brought him up. Now about a book. Is there a book you've read that you think the Car Show listeners should crack open and read? I don't have a car guy book specifically, but I do have more of a business book that I've uh, that really helped me when I was in a sales role when I was over in Asia. It's from uh, Warren Gresh's. The book is called The Best Damn Sales Book Ever. Obviously, excuse my French, but it, it, it is a really interesting book, and it has some really good, uh, interesting sort of life lessons that people could use when they're in business or they're trying to, uh, in a startup company or even in a big company, they want to learn sort of just behaviors that will help them in day-to-day interactions or business situations. Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that. We love business books here on Cars. Yeah. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Matt has shared on his show notes page. At the Cars Yeah website, just type Matt Davies into the search bar. That page will pop up. And there's a great place, speaking of books, under the References tab on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book by Matt and the past 794 guest books are listed. I've made it really easy for you. You just click, goes right to Amazon, and you can buy those books. It's an awesome, awesome reference for people who love to learn more. All right, Matt, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. Doesn't matter what it costs. I'm going to get out the big cars. Yeah, checkbook for you. But you got to keep the car. You got to drive it. You got to have some fun with it. So what would that vehicle be and why? So normally, I would say a McLaren F1, but <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the first vehicle. So I was with my father outside Boston. We're having uh, having lunch one day, and uh, I look over as a young kid, and I see, a, this is back in 1996, I see a, a blue with white striped Dodge Viper drive around. And immediately, my hair stood up, and I was like, what is that? And I was just obsessed. And then probably for the next five years, I, I started buying everything every kind of book about it. Um, that's, that's where I first learned about Frank Stevenson and his designs for uh, sports vehicles. 
but yeah, it'd be a 96 Dodge Viper just because that was the first vehicle that I sort of visually fell in love with, and I would love to um, love to have one. Absolutely. Very cool. I'd love to buy you one, so uh, I'll start searching right away. Yeah, sounds good. There you go. You've taken us on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that Dodge Viper? Well, I think... Um I think a lot of the points I mentioned before would be really good. Just uh, with life, just approach it day by day. Don't have any expectations and just enjoy the ride and make sure you have someone you can enjoy it with. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and 3M? And of course, to learn more about the Car Guys for United Way Car Show coming up this weekend, June 23rd at the Auto Motorplex in Minneapolis. So more, more on the, the United Way event we have this, this upcoming weekend is uh, 3mauto.us forward slash United Way, and that will have a whole bunch of information about the event on Friday and Saturday. We'll have photos of Chip and Barry and all the auction items that we're going to have there at the Automotorplex in Chanhassen. More on 3M is 3M.com, uh, Meguiar's is Meguiar's.com, and then Bondo is Bondo.com. So whether you're looking for products or looking to uh, come this weekend for the charity event, we're hoping that uh, we can hear from your fans and get the word out on this great event. Absolutely. Happy to help you guys. And again, listeners, you can find links to everything Matt has shared here on his show notes page at carsyad.com slash Matt Davies. Hey, Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Mark, and uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage... It's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.